Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 14th of December and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well let's kick things off with the scores on the doors as always. Dow Jones closed up 104 points, or 0.3 of a percent, 34,109. But that 104 points, while looking a little benign, does belie what was quite a volatile session. The Dow high was up a Boeing 707 points, and it had a low of down 114 points. So we did have an 800 odd point trading range in the US market last night. So it was a very volatile session. NASDAQ up 1.01%, 113 points, 11,257. And the S&P 500 up 0.73%, 29 points to 4,020. With all this volatility going on, the VIX index was down 9.5%. 22.64. So clearly the players, the traders, got set in volatility buying calls and puts pre the CPI number last night. And when it came out, we did see some big, big volatility in the market. But of course, uh, with uh, if you own volatility calls and puts, then you do have to trade the stock against it. And certainly that seems to be what was happening last night. That big, big run on the back of the CPI number uh, was smashed uh, by those people. Long volatility selling out to square up those positions. As a result of all this, we did see the Australian SPY futures up 16 big points, 0.22%, The ASX 200 yesterday was up 23 or 0.31%. Banks doing well yesterday, resources doing badly yesterday. So it's going to be an interesting day today, but the bias to the upside without question. Uh, Certainly the US market showing that volatility. The first course has been served with the CPI, which came in at just 0.1% higher from the previous month and increasing 7.1% from a year ago. And that was compared to estimates of 0.3 and 7.3%. So well below estimates there. Core CPI was up 0.2% on the month and 6% on an annual basis compared to estimates of 0.3 and 6.1%. But we did see the stocks roaring ahead straight after that uh, result was out. But uh, as I say, the 700-point-odd rally was ambushed by those players Long volatility selling into the rise. We also saw inflation-adjusted average hourly earnings for workers rising 0.5% for the month. They're still down, down 1.9% from a year ago. In European markets, of course, they were waiting to see that CPI, but it's certainly a positive wash for Europe. Stock 600 up 1.3%. FTSE up 0.8%. Germany up one3 France up one4 Spain who cares, up 0.7 of a percent. We did see US 10 years falling on the back of that CPI. Of course, we do have FOMC meeting 
uh, coming out Thursday morning, our time, tomorrow morning. I think around 4.30 it drops. Uh, US 10 years, 3.512. That is a long way down, really. Two years, dropped 17 basis points. Big, big drop there, 4.23%. Aussie 10 years, a 3.38%. Nearly bang in line with US 10 years, only 13-odd points separating them. So that is interesting. The US dollar index fell as well, down 1.1%. That helped the gold price, which was up 1.8%. $31.60, US dollar goes down, gold goes up. It's a simple equation. US dollar goes down, Aussie dollar, 68.54, goes up, up 1.6%. And Bitcoin, with the arrest of SBF in the Bahamas, was up 3.99%. 17,764. So we shall see. As the US stocks go, Apple up 0.7. Meta having a good night up 4.7%. Google up 2.5%. Microsoft up 1.8%. Amazon up 2.1%. So we are seeing those tech stocks recover quite strongly as the pressure on US rates starts to fall away. Tesla, though, not faring quite so well, down 4.1%, having Serious problems with uh, China in slowing sales and the emergence of BVBYD, rather, as the world's largest electric vehicle company, certainly taking the fight to Tesla. And the thought is that uh, Elon Musk is so absorbed with Twitter these days that he's taken his eye off the ball with Tesla. Netflix up 1.6%. I'm looking forward to the next instalment of the Ginge and Whinge Netflix special. JP Morgan down 0.1%, Citigroup up 1.8%, Goldman up 1.5%, Bank of America unchanged pretty much, Wells Fargo down 0.6%, Block, the artist formerly known as Square, big night for them, up 7.3%, part of that will be because of Bitcoin rising 4%, Uh, Block obviously a big uh, holder of Bitcoin, so is um, Tesla I think from memory, so it's not helping them. Uh, we did see ExxonMobil up 1.15%. Oil continues to push higher, something I talked about yesterday in Henry's take. Uh, oil stocks at the moment under a little bit of a cloud because of the government moves against uh, the gas companies, gas caps. Uh, that detail still yet to be really worked out. But um, certainly looking at some of the research coming out from the big guys on terms of the effect on our gas companies, it is going to be modest at best because most of the contracted domestic market is below that cap. But anyway, more to play out there. But this could be an opportunity as oil pushes up 3.1% last night. Brent crude, $2.44 up to 80.67. WTI up 3.4%, $2.48, 75.34. As I said earlier, gold up nearly 1.8%, $31.60. 18.11. Copper up 1.4%. Nickel dropped 3%. Aluminium, I have to say, nickel has been very volatile. Aluminium, though, up 2%. Zinc up 1.3%. Lead up 1.1%. And ton up 2.6%. Looking across at the mining stocks overseas, we had BHP, ADRs up 0.4%. Rio up 0.7%. Freeport McMoran up 1%. Alcoa up 0.8%. Anglo up 1.6, Vale unchanged, Arbomile smidgling better up around 1%. So nothing very exciting there. 
In other news coming out of the US, the Bank of America's Global Fund Manager Survey, which really means uh, American fund managers, let's face it, uh, they observed bearish sentiment about the economy has eased a bit since November. That is a technical term, eased a bit, with the proportion expecting a recession in the next 12 months dropping to 68% from 77 Portfolio cash levels are also continuing to drop down to 5.9%. These guys are so worried about a recession, they still only have 5.9% in cash. Lots of media coverage on fusion technology. Now, let's not get carried away with this. This is going to take decades. So before you all start emailing me about which stocks are going to benefit from fusion technology, none. Uh, China is delaying a closely watched economic policy that meeting that was due to start this week, but COVID infections in Beijing have delayed that. No set timetable has been confirmed for the Central Economic Work Conference. Looking at local news today, Challenger CGF seeing some interesting moves on their share register. Uh, Private equity group Apollo now owns 19.01% of Challenger. And of course, you cannot... Uh, own more than 19.9% without making a full bid for the company. In the media today, there is speculation that KKR is undeterred by Ramsey knocking them back and could be back for more in 2023, something that I have been talking about uh, on a number of occasions in the media and in the newsletter. Interestingly, yesterday, the zip placement, which was done to alleviate the concerns of the market about the $400 million capital notes that are due to be redeemed in 2028. Uh, Bank of America was absent from that placement. And Atlas Arterial could look at taking a stake in the Melbourne Toll Road East link. That's interesting. Also, we saw last night Rio Tinto uh, talking in their slideshow about actively pursuing organic and M&A growth opportunities in lithium. Rio Tinto sees four to seven times lithium demand growth by 2030 and potential for prices to clear above the cost curve. In other news, Technology One, TNE, their founder, Adrian DeMarco, has sold 3 million shares at $13.5. Wilson's the broker in charge of that, raising around 40 million bucks. And the Chinese government-owned gold miner, Barto Gold Mining, has called in for the bankers to find a new owner for its Southern Cross operation. It's a 3.3 million ounce gold resource, which is east of Perth. Remelius and Gold Road tipped to be having a look. And in broker upgrades and downgrades, Jevois Global initiated a hold at Jefferies. UBS has downgraded Evolution, Mineral Resources, Northern Star and Sanfire. G8 Education upgraded to a buy from a hold at Canacourt Genuity. Bendigo and Adelaide, results out yesterday. Stock jumped 7% on the back of those results. Uh, The net interest margin very much in focus there. But Bendigo and Adelaide Bank has been downgraded to neutral from a buy at City and downgraded to neutral from an outperform at Macquarie. Meanwhile, other brokers have uh, initiated equal weight with JB Hi-Fi with a $42 price target, 6% downside there. And Harvey Norman, hardly normal, initiated underweight with a $3.50 target, which is an 18% downside there. AGL Energy initiated a buy at Jefferies, 
And that is it on the brokers today. And in news just breaking, Woolworths Group has confirmed a block trader for 5.5% stake in Adeva Group, EDV, at $6.46. Following the sale, Woolworths Group will retain a 9.1% interest in Endeavour and has no current intention to undertake a further sell-down in the short to medium term. And question of the day today, as SBF has been arrested in the Bahamas, is the whole clean-out of the FTX platform and the associated carnage that goes with it. Is that a good thing long-term for crypto, as some commentators are suggesting? And it does clean out some of the bad apples in the crypto space. Love to hear your views on that one. Otherwise, how good is Lionel Messi? That's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.